Amen. Praise God. Praise God. Everyone say, not alone in the valley. Not alone in the valley. Say, who you with? Not alone in the valley. So the title, so who you with, all right, that is a kind of an urban dictionary slang term where they use uh, 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 saying who your friends, yes, sir. Yes, sir. who you hanging with, yes, sir. who you repping, who you walking with, amen? And, and so um, uh, there was a comedian named Bernie Mac. Everybody know who Bernie Mac is? Look, y'all looking like, <laughs> Y'all like, y'all don't judge me. I, I know who he is, though. <laughs> Amen. Uh, <laughs> uh, Bernie Mac had, uh, on his show, he would always wear a coat that would say, who you with? And when he passed away, even though through all the dialogue and through all of the uh, um, shows that he did, they said the question was never answered until through eternity, the question died of who you with? He never answered the question. The world never got to answer the question of who you with, all right? And today, I want us to get an understanding of who we are with, amen? And one of the things, major things to know is that we are not alone in the valley, all right? Um, in Psalms 23, uh, chapter, uh, verse, Psalms chapter 23, verse four, it describes the valley as being involved with something that is dead, all right? That looks deadly. And anything that is dead, you should not be able to move or make it life again, all right? Uh, and so Psalms is describing the valley as a dead place, a dead moment, a, a dead time of, of decision-making. And, and so I, I, I just briefly, as I, as I begin to sit down and, and study and, and, and read the word of God, there were some valley moments that just came to me, and maybe it might hit you. So some of the valley moments may be uncertainty. There might be a valley of fear. There might be a valley of trauma. There might be a valley of suffering. There might be a valley of discouragement. There might be a valley of confusion, meaning that I don't understand. All right. So I, I, I don't understand God or I don't understand why I'm going through this. It might be a valley of sickness of why I am going through this sickness. Why am I dealing with this? It might be a valley of of a heart full of hate. It might be a valley of a heart full of pain. It might be a valley with a heart full of revenge. It might be a valley of past mistakes that are holding on and tugging on your mind and in your heart. It might be a valley of addictions that you can't seem to shake. It might be a valley of things that seems impossible. It might be a valley of decision-making of, of can I make it or can I get there? Can this really happen? Of, of, am I strong enough? Am I able? Am I capable? All of us experience some type of values in our life. The world today is crippled in the valley. The world today is crippled in the valley. The world has false direction and they can't walk through the deadness. 
Remember, Psalms chapter 23, verse 4 is describing the valley as something dead. Death. And the world today is crippled in this valley. And slowly, they are deciding and choosing to die in the valley. They are making the conscious choice to go ahead and just slowly die in the valley. To always stay in depression. To always stay in stress. To always stay in fear. To always stay in uncertainty. To always stay discouraged. Have you ever been around somebody who is always in the valley of discouragement? Who is always in the valley of, what's that Winnie the Pooh character, Igor? Is that his name? Eeyore. Eeyore. Okay. <laughs> I guess we can. I don't know if we can. Just stop. Eeyore was, Eeyore was stuck every day. Winnie the Pooh happy stuff walking around on Eeyore too. Huh? Just stuck in this valley. Can't move, can't walk, the world is crippling it. There is no smartphone GPS that can get us through this valley. Huh? There is no navigational system that can get us through this valley. There is no map, none of us can probably really read a map anymore, we don't use maps. Someone took our GPS away and our navigational system, we would be tremendously can't get around racing. <laughs> Little racing. Where is that again? Type it in our phone. But through this valley, there is no GPS, there is no nav, there is nothing that can get us through this valley. And that is why the world is crippled in the valley experiences that they are in. But I want you to know today is that the valley is not so bad. But it depends on who you Depends on who you what? Oh man, it depends on who you with. Huh? David wrote this song about the valley because he had some experience. So I asked David, and, and, you know, I talked to David a lot. I, in the scriptures, and I talked to David. And I said, David, David, I said, you have some experience in this. And I said, I asked him, and why are you able to walk in these deathly valleys? And I asked him, in, in these de deathly the valley moments, and I asked him, why are you so excited to go through it? David is able to walk in these deathly valley moments. And not only is he walking in it, this brother is excited going through the deathly valleys. Oh my gosh. And, I, and so I asked him, I said, David, you, you, you're walking through these valleys, you're so excited to go through these valleys. How do I know, how do you know, and, and where is this sight that, that coming from? And how do I know he's excited? Because he start off in Psalms chapter 23, verse 4. He says, yay! Yes, sir. David, excited. Have you ever seen somebody just excited, just going through some stuff? Just, what is wrong with you? 
with you? What is going on? The world probably looking at you. You ever had the people look at you before and you just smiling and you know the people about to lose their job. People about to go through some stuff. People have lost uh, friends and family and, 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 and the, the job has been talking about declining and you walking around just, yay! David is walking around in this deathly valley talking about some yay. Everybody say, yeah. yeah. So David, why are you so excited? So he said, yeah, though I walk. And listen, this brother's able to walk in these deathly valleys. Now, the world is crippling it because anything that is dead, you can't move. And this brother is able to walk in these valleys. And he said, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil. His attitude is different. Every time he enters into a valley moment, every time he walks into a valley, every to walk into a valley moment, his attitude is, I shall not fear it. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. He has an attitude. And sometimes, saints, we need to make an attitude adjustment yes, when we go into these valley moments. Our young people, when you're going off to college, make an attitude. Don't, don't allow fear to set in. When you're going to enter into your new year of school or high school or, or a class that maybe seems, uh, seems hard or seems difficult, don't go into that valley with the attitude of failure, but go into the valley with the attitude, I shall not fear no evil. He has an attitude adjustment. Every time a valley moment pops up, David's attitude has to change. Because if we're not careful, our attitude can fall into depression, our attitude can fall in stress, and our attitude can fall in fear, our attitude can fall into uncertainty, our attitude can fall, oh Jesus. Huh? His attitude is different on how he views the valley. And he views it as a shadow. If you ever seen a shadow before, has anybody ever seen a shadow before? Can a shadow hurt you? Listen, a shadow, depending on what it, it may look scary, but if you jump into the shadow, you can dance around in the shadow. The shadow ain't doing nothing to you. David is doing this thing, he's like a shadow. A shadow can't hurt me. I'm viewing this whole thing as a shadow of an experience that looks like death. That looks like it can take me out. It looks like it can keep me down. It looks like it can keep me in depression. It looks like it can keep me stressed out. It looks like I can't make it. But guess what? My attitude is, it's just a shadow. Say it's just a shadow. Hey, know somebody next to you and say it's just a shadow. It's just a shadow. Shadow can't hurt you. It's just a shadow. And then he says, the reason why I can look at this thing, why my attitude is different, why I look at every valley moment as a shadow, and why I can say yay, and why I can walk in it, because I know who I'm walking with. Yes, sir. <laughs> I know who's with me. He says, for you are with me. He's talking about God. Jesus Christ, the powerful, the almighty, the king of kings, the lord of lords, the great I am, the prince of peace. He knows who he's walking with. 
knows who he's working with. He's looking at these things as a shadow. I can walk through it. I can say yay because I know the power of my king. Do you know who you're walking with? David understands who he's walking with. David understands um, who's with him in this valley. He says, for you are with me. And, and, and see, I want us to get us to understand is that these valley moments are so important. These valley moments are, 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 are wonderful. And you're my like, brother, you are crazy. And that's why people look at the men and women of God like they're crazy sometimes because we are able to walk through certain situations and things where we might be sad at a moment time, but then somehow we find strength and joy. Where is this coming from? How are we able to walk through these valley moments and why are they needed in our life? Mm. These valley moments, we find something. See, David knows what's going on. He, he, he realized who he's walking with. So David is able to see through this thing. He is able to walk through it because now the, uh, uh, the GPS is Jesus Christ. Now the navigational system is God. And God is the only way that can see through the deathly valleys. God is the only way that can overcome death. So he is with the one that can see and navigate in GPS his way through the valley. Are y'all with me so far? Aren't you glad you got a God that can help you through it? Not somebody like it's a good movie. You know how you're watching a good movie? Oh man, tell them it's about to get better. It's about to get better. Because by recognizing I'm not alone in this valley, I find blessing after blessing after blessing. Yes, there is something that we must experience when we face certain situations in our life. And the reason why we go through valley experience, because through the valley experience, we find the power of God moving in and through our life. And it's not only for us, but it's for the world to see how great and how awesome our God is. And so while David is going through, that not only is he going to be experiencing blessing after blessing, but now people and around him are going to see how great and how awesome and how beautiful and how wonderful his God is. The scripture says, your rod and your staff, they comfort me. Psalms 23 and 5. It says, your rod and your staff, they comfort me. Jesus is described as our shepherd, right? If you look through the scriptures, he's described as our shepherd. And this rod that is referring to is like a scepter. If you look through it in the Hebrew, it, it is a scepter that shows power and authority. Everyone say power, power and authority. So the one I'm walking with has this rod. Isn't that a blessing? He has this rod and this rod is power. Everyone say power and authority. And so the God that I'm walking with, he has this rod with him and it's power and authority. It can also be used as a stick to hit someone or something that is in the way. Because that rod is power, everyone say power, and authority. So no wonder why 
everything is only a shadow to me. It's no wonder why David is looking around and it's just a shadow. Because it might be something that could take him out. It might be something that could come down upon him. But it's only a shadow that's as close as the situation is going to get. It's only going to get close enough to where it thinks it can destroy me. It can kill me. It can take me out. It is a conscious decision that I must decide that the shadow has no power over me. Because I have a God who has a rod with power and authority. And when that shadow is coming, I know my God's got a rod to hit something back on. To hit the situation back on. You only can get too far. You only can get too close. There's a situation in your life. It may feel like it's taking you out, but I promise you, you've got a God with a rod that has power and authority that's knocking every situation out of the way. It shall not destroy you. Say, it shall not destroy me. Oh, I thank God for the rod. Not only that this rod is protecting me while I'm going through my valley, not only that this rod will protect me, but this rod is also known in the Hebrew as a discipline. Mm, say discipline. discipline. Y'all, we don't like discipline sometimes, huh? But thank God for the discipline. Why? Because his spirit is also touching our heart with the rod of discipline. Saying that when you're going through situations and you feel like losing your mind, huh? When you feel like losing yourself, when you feel like don't let Jerry come out. Don't let Susan come out. Don't let Lu Louise come out, huh? Don't let Bob come out. So before that happens, God is convicting your heart with a rod of discipline. Before that other person come out of you, God is, God is convicting your heart and telling you, hey, 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 oh, you not like that. That's not who you are. Do you know who you walking with? Do you know who I am? Don't you lose your mind. Don't you lose focus. Don't you give up. Don't you throw in the towel. Do you know who you walking with? That conviction in your heart that wants to fall in depression, but you can't fall in depression because God is convicting your heart and is telling you, do you remember who I am? Do you remember what I brought you through in the past? Do you remember that I brought you out of addiction? Do you remember that I brought you out of alcohol? Do you remember that I... Do you remember what I've done for you? You were lost in sin, stuck in the mud, no way out. Do you remember what I've done in the last valley? Don't you know I can get you through in this valley? Oh God, I feel your Holy Spirit moving in this place. Do you remember what I did for you in the last valley? So he's convicting the heart. He's convicting that heart. He's like, don't pull your hair out. Don't do it, don't do it, don't do it. He's saying, don't try to flex, brothers. Don't try to flex up and get all mad. Huh? Trying to flex yourself and get all upset, trying to get in a fight. You about to lose your scholarship. You about to, Jesus. The enemy is trying to make you lose everything that God is applying in your life. He's trying to make you lose everything so he can make you lose your mind. So you can lose everything that God is trying to give you and bless you with. And God is convicting your heart and touching your heart and saying, brother, just hold on. Don't you lose it. Don't
let go. It may seem crazy. It may seem wild. It may seem like you should give up. It may seem like you should act out. But guess who you're walking with? I am God, the Prince of Peace, the King of Kings, and the Lord of Lords. Everyone say, don't lose it. Don't lose it. Jesus, God, you better not lose it. Don't lose it. Oh, Jesus. Oh, not only does in this valley who I'm walking with not only has a rod to protect me and discipline me and keep me lined up. And listen, that's why I don't have to worry. Just don't, don't allow nobody else to judge you because God is going to do the work in your heart. Don't you worry. Don't you worry. See, people are worried. Well, maybe I might mess up. Well, maybe I might not be good enough. You just keep walking with God and let him do the convicting in your heart. Don't let nobody else try to judge you, tell you not doing this, tell you not doing that. God, if you want change and you want to be different and you love God, he is going to move and work in your heart and do the disciplining and do the convicting in your heart to make it so peaceful and joyful that you know I'm not supposed to do that. God, I'm letting go and I'm going to let you work in my life. So not only has the rod of protecting me and keeping me from things that, that, that seems like it might destroy me and take me out, and not only is this rod is a rod of discipline, but he also got a staff. Say he got a staff, y'all. Say he got a staff, y'all. What is this staff? Now, the staff, when you look at it, it's different from a rod. Now, the staff, if you look at a shepherd's staff, it's got a U on it. It's go up like this, and it's got a shake, and it go like this, right? Right? Are y'all with me? It's a staff. And so with this staff, with this staff, it, it has the shepherds use the staff with a U-shape at the end of it. And, and, it, and it's what it does is to keep the sheep close. So when the sheep feel, when they're going a little bit too far, the shepherd grabs that staff with the U on it, and he begins to pull them close because they're getting too far. He begins to pull the adult uh, the adult sheep and he can pull the little lamb sheep with that staff and he can pull them close to him when the signs of danger when they feel like they're going away too far when they feel like they're going out to a little bit too far he's got that staff and he's reaching out come on little child you you next to me come on you're, not, you're going too far you're going too far so listen what Jesus is our shepherd <laughs> Jesus is our shepherd and he's got this staff so when, it, when you feel like you're alone, when you think, when, it, when you feel like you're in the distance and you feel like you've gone too far, you feel like you've messed up too many times, when you feel like you're veering away from God, when it felt like I might have, I might have messed up my relationship with God. I might have messed up my relationship with God. I might have done too much. I, I might have been gone too long. I don't know. I'm in uncertainty. Jesus has his loving staff to pull you. Some of us have been, some of us have been pulled with a staff before. God has pulled you close and said, listen, you're not alone in this valley. You're not alone in this valley. And he has pulled you close to the point where you can feel his heart being in his love to say, I understand what you've been through. You feel his heartbeat and his love to understand that, listen, I will never leave you nor forsake you. 
Jesus is pulling us close with his staff when danger tries to come around, when, when headache tries to come around. Just about when we're about to lose our mind, Jesus is pulling us about to throw in the towel and give up on life. Oh, Jesus is pulling. Oh, Just when the thoughts of suicide strike our body, Jesus is pulling. Oh, pulling us close. See, I won't leave you. You're not alone in this valley. You're not alone. And when I pull you in, I'm going to comfort you. That's the comforting thing to know. Is that God is going to comfort your heart. He's going to fill you with peace. He's going to comfort you as you're in his bosom, holding you close, telling you you're not alone. Look at someone and say, is there more? <laughs> yes, there's more. I'm glad you asked. There is more. Listen, not only does he pull you in, not only does he have the right, not only does he pull you in and he, and he comforts you and protects you, but he prepares a table before me in the presence of my enemies. Oh, God. I want y'all to picture this. Have you ever went when, when you was a child and, 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 uh, and I don't know if you're an adult, you do this, you shouldn't. Now, and, 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 and somebody, um, um, you ever ate something and, and, uh, and that friend or something or your brother or sister didn't have it and it was so, and you just, you just ate it and it was so good and you know they couldn't get none because it was yours and they looking at you like, man, I wish I had a popsicle. I wish I had a donut. And you just like, mm. Mm. Wiping your mouth, eating it all slow. I saw Lord do that to John one. <laughs> <laughs> just, just eat it slow and it's like, mm. oh, it's so good. It's, oh, it's so, oh, it's so delicious. Oh, just being, huh? Listen, God says, he says he prepared a table before me in the presence of my enemies. He's preparing it. Jesus is saying in this, he's saying, not only am I protecting you and I'm bringing you close and, I, and I'm with you in the valley, but listen, a blessing, another blessing is coming. Blessings are going to fall upon you while you are in this valley. Jesus is furnishing you with plenty and a variety of provisions that will comfort you. So in the presence of my enemies, listen, while the enemy or whoever the enemy is using, they are looking at you. They are looking at you, biting at the table, or while the enemy is surrounding you, whoever it is, it might be Satan himself, it might be Satan using somebody, but they're sitting you while they talk about you, while they look at you strange, while they turn up their nose at you. God is preparing a table before you, and you're sitting there, you're eating an apple of peace. You're drinking a latte of joy from Starbucks. Huh? And they're sitting there watching you. They're like, why are you so happy? I try to get you fired. 
I try to hate on you. I try to discourage you. I talk bad about you. I put you in negative situations. I purposely try to hurt you. I purposely try to do you wrong. I, oh God, the enemy said I purposely took away your father. I purposely took away your mother. I purposely made sure you was molested. I purposely made you go through a broken marriage. I purposely I purposely made this happen. How are you eating an apple of peace in my face? How are you drinking a latte of joy? How are you able to eat a steak of happiness, a steak of gentleness, a steak of kindness? This is my steak cutting. Huh? How are you able to do this? How? Because God has prepared a table before my enemies. God is placing something in my life that is so powerful, that is so strong, that is so mighty, that no matter what you try to do in my valley, I find peace, I find hope, I find joy, I find strength in my valley. Everyone drink your latte of joy. Drink it up. Listen, and the enemy, he's envious. And the enemy is, 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 is envious and he's seeing this and he's seeing you with joy. Guess what? Every time you walk through your valley and you hold on to God and understand who you're walking with and realize who you're walking with and you're drinking that latte of joy and that apple of peace and that, and that state of gentleness and kindness, huh? And every time you do it, do you not know you are mocking the enemy and saying, I realize and I know who my God is. I realize that he is greater than you. I realize he is greater than my situation. I realize my God can overtrouble. He can overcome. He has the power. He has the strength. He, oh God, he has the ability to get me through no matter what it looks like. Tastes so good. Say it tastes so good. Tastes so good. <laughs> Say, is there more? Is there more? Yes, there's yes, more. more. Not only does he prepare a table before us. <laughs> oh God. Not only does he prepare a table. Oh Jesus. Oh no, goodness. Not only does he prepare a table before us, but then he anoints our head with oil. <laughs> Listen, no matter what, no matter what we face, do you believe in this community of faith? No matter what discouragement comes our way, no matter what negativity come our way through this valley of believing and receiving that God can change this community of faith. Guess what? God is going to anoint us. He is going to anoint our head with oil. Anointing is power. Anointing is saying you have a blessing after blessing. You have strength. You have power to overcome. When you are anointed, there is no harm. There is nothing in this world that can harm you, that can take away from the plan of God for your life. So if God has the plan for us to do this, and he's spoken in our life, and he wants to see a difference in this community, that means there is no devil in hell. There is no man. There there is no politician. There is nothing in this world that can stop the plan of God. And when he's anointed us with oil, guess what? He begins at the head 
and it begins to pour down upon us. And with the anointing, people begin to see the anointing of God upon your life. People will begin to see the power of God moving in your life. And they're wondering how you are able to make it. And they're wondering how you are able to overcome. And they're wondering how you are holding on to your ministry. You are holding on when it does not look good. When it does not look prosperous. Some reason, somehow, you are holding on to it. It's because I know my God has anointed me. I know my God has anointed you. I know my God has put you in this place for this very reason, for this very purpose and your head is anointed with oil not only that it's anointed with oil and that nothing will overcome you, but it will overflow to a place where the cup the cup running over that means God just sit there But Jesus, I thank you, I thank you. I, I know you thank me. That's why I'm giving you some more. I'm giving you some more. But God, I know you're with me. I know you. That's why I'm just going to keep pouring. I'm again. It's running over, Jesus. I know it's running over because I want somebody else to experience it. I know it's running over because when it runs over you, it's going to touch somebody else. It's going to touch your brother. It's going to touch your sister. It's going to touch this community. I know it's running over. I know it's running over because I know the power that I have for your life. Mm, Jesus. It's running over. Oh, God, let it say, let it run over. Let it run over. This is not just for you. God is not just pouring his anointing over you just for you, but he's pouring it so it can fall on somebody else. He's pouring it so others can see. He's pouring it so others can taste and see that the, oh God, taste and see that God is. Mm, 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 mm. Mm. And then David begins to talk to himself. He said, now he begins to talk to himself. After he, after he talked to God and after he realized who he walked with, then he tells himself, surely, everyone say surely. surely. Goodness, everyone say goodness. goodness. And, mercy and mercy shall follow me all the days. Oh. I know who I'm walking with. And I'm going to dwell there. And I'm going to sit there. And I'm going to get anointed. And I'm going to get blessing after blessing after blessing after blessing after blessing. Mmm, Jesus. Mmm. See, it's going to get to a place where uh, frivolous things is not going to bother you no more. It's going to get to a place where, where when you say, when people come around you and, and you're going to say, uh, um, uh, you decide where you want to go. Yeah, you can decide where you want to go. You can have first choice. You know, David came from Abraham. 
And Abraham knew what it meant to follow after God. And Abraham and Lot, Abraham had a nephew named Lot. And Lot, and, and they came to a place where there was a, a, a struggle of peace. They could not find peace because Abraham's family and Lot's family was getting feuded up and they was fighting. And, you know, Abraham said, listen, I, listen, let's have some peace here. Listen, I'll let you choose where you want to go. See, Abraham knew no, more, no matter what valley moment comes up in his life. So he said, nephew Lot, you know, you know when somebody's uh, um, um, younger than you, when somebody's younger than you, you don't let them have the good stuff, you know what I'm saying? When somebody's younger than you, you let your kid, no, nah, no, nah, you can't have that, all right? But listen, that, that didn't matter to Abraham. Abraham was older, he could have chose where he wanted to go, and Lot had to be obedient because he was Abraham. But Abraham was so confident in the Lord. Abraham was so confident who his God is. Abraham confident on who he working with, who he walking with, that he told Lot, you choose. So Lot, he get to look over here. And he saw Herobon, and it was desert, and it looked good, and it looked prosperous. It kind of looked like Raytown. Raytown is very senior, y'all didn't catch that. <laughs> then he looked over here, and he saw Las Vegas. He saw the lights and the glamour. Woo! People was having a good time. It was dancing and it, and, it, and it looked beautiful and it looked plentiful. The grass looked greener and it looked, it was, it was hot all the time. The weather was good. Huh? Didn't have to deal with no winners. Lot said, hmm, I'm going to go over here. And then when he went over there, Abraham didn't sweat it. Okay. Because wherever Abraham went, wherever he walked, he knew that God was going to give him blessing after blessing after blessing. Matter of fact, Abraham knew he was who he was walking with so tough. He knew who he was so tough that God blessed him so much he had to go over there and save a lot. God is going to bless us so much when we understand who we're walking with. That there are people that might choose the other life. They might choose the greater side of life. It might look prosperous, but guess what? It's really dead. And God's going to bless us and use us to be the one that say, God, God has not left you. God loves you. I'm going to save your family. I'm going to bring you closer to God. God is going to use those saints. Wherever he went, God bless Wherever you go, say wherever I go, wherever I go. Blessings, will blessings will follow. Jesus.